Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our light. You're listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I'm your host, Wednesday, from the band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, the moth ma'am, Molly Von Mothra. Hi. Mothlings, it is finally Halloween season. It's spooky season. (laughs) We're so excited. If you couldn't tell, it's our favorite time of the year, and we have so much in store for you guys. We're so excited that we decided to start it a little bit early. Yes. Like, literally, I live in Halloween, and when actual Halloween season comes around, I'm so happy because everybody else is right there with me. One time a year that I don't feel like a total weirdo. (laughs) It's like all year, you've got like, this is Halloween, this is Halloween, like in the back of your brain, and then it gets to be October 1st, and you're like, Halloween, Halloween! (laughs) (laughs) yeah like the volume slowly increases all year like (laughs) like we are so pumped you guys we have so much stuff uh in store for you and i know it's still september right now but like we just couldn't wait and we're uh we're adding a few episodes in in the mix this month as well I mean, we're literally on the last day of September, so I think it's okay. It's okay anyway, honestly. I would I would just do Halloween-themed episodes all year round if I knew people would like that. <laughs> I mean, I would listen to a Halloween-themed podcast. <laughs> I mean, technically, we're kind of pretty spooky all the time, obviously. That's true. So, we do, we do have, like... Molly was saying we have so much planned for you guys this being our first ever Halloween to celebrate with you mothlings it's not gonna be as much as what like I want in the future because I'm hoping as this podcast progresses and things like that we will eventually be able to bring you guys merch and you know different stuff like that this year the biggest thing that we're able to do for you all to celebrate is just give you extra episodes hopefully Right. (laughs) Hopefully you guys are happy with that. And by next Halloween, I'm very much hoping to be able to bring you some special like Halloween merch and stuff. But for now, we'll just have to celebrate by telling scary stories together and talking about our favorite Halloween traditions and, you know, different things like that. And my Halloween decorations will already be up by the time that this episode is coming out, I usually, I mean, I, th- I know I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but I start like slowly putting things up as August goes on and like, you know, preparing for everything. And then usually beginning of September, I get my yard completely decorated. And then I just add things in as I like get new decorations and stuff like that. So I'm saying this because I plan to share some pictures and things with you guys of my Halloween decorations. And I would also love to see your all's Halloween decorations, like whatever it is. If you have anything that you put up in your home, around your home, that you're just super proud of, we want to see it. We love to see that stuff, you guys. I'd just like to clarify that Wednesday is always decorated for Halloween. This is just the, like, (laughs) bougie decorations that they're bringing out (laughs) specifically for Halloween. (laughs) Like, if you can see a look inside their house. (laughs) (laughs) This this is true. Um, And sometimes... I buy something that I'm like, okay, this is a special Halloween thing. But then when it comes time for me to take it down and put it away, I'm like, uh, you know, I kind of really like this now and it's just going to stay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I'd like to say that my house is spooky all year, but like it's not. <laughs> my well, living room it, has a bunch of pigs in it. <laughs> it is spooky in that it's haunted, but you know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look spooky. It just is spooky. <laughs> I'm already prepared. I already have the ghosts. (laughs) (laughs) So today for our little uh, extra bonus episode, our Halloween Kickstarter episode, whatever you want to refer to it as, we did watch the movie Trick or Treat from 2007. And we're going to be talking about that. But before we get into that, I know I just started this with uh, the faculty episode, but it's kind of something I want to continue to do. What 
kind of media are you currently consuming? Like what TV shows have you been watching? What movies have you been watching? What have you been listening to? Anything? Honestly, right now, just kind of the same old stuff. Uh, Something new I've been watching. I don't know if I mentioned this in our last movie episode is I've been really into Nailed It on Netflix. If you guys are into like cooking shows and like little goofy shows like that. Um, I've been watching that a lot lately. I'm hooked on it. I don't know why. Just like it's hilarious to me. Um, so they get these people on there that are like amateur bakers, like just like normal everyday people, and they try to make them make these like big extravagant cakes and things <laughs> when they have no idea what they're doing, and they're like in a competition with two other people and whoever does the best you know wins but they all look pretty hideous yeah that show is really funny i haven't watched a lot of it but what i have watched of it it always cracks me up i've also been getting uh back into like iron chef and stuff like that i'm like on a cooking kick until like actual spooky season kicks off like in my brain because again guys like this is this is pre-recorded when we get to October. It's going to, you know, be like live recordings. But this one's still August. Yeah, we're in the <laughs> middle of August right now. We're in the middle of August trying like to get in the spooky mood, but we're not fully there yet. But as soon as it hits September, it's on and it's going to be just like <laughs> scary stuff from there to November for me. You know, I will say there is no comfort like the comfort that a cooking show brings me, especially like baking shows specifically. It's interesting enough to hold my attention, but it's such low stakes kind of thing things that like it makes me feel good when I'm you know like if I just need a break from the world a cooking show is like my go-to I just love to watch shows about cooking and baking in general yeah like or even like youtubers who like do food reviews and things like that I love to watch that stuff yeah so I have um been in some kind of an in-between place with like my um, my media consumption and stuff like that like I mean I read constantly but I'm currently in the middle of a book called Chiron and it's pretty good it's like about a, a girl that has telekinesis and she uses it to get revenge on people that have mistreated her but uh, yeah it's pretty good I like it <laughs> aside from that though I recently watched Prey uh, I think we actually watched it the day it came out so I know it's going to be you know, it will have been out for a little while by the time this uh, episode premieres. But I think Prey was really, really good. Uh, Some of the people that I've seen say bad stuff about it online are just like your typical macho jerky bro dude kind of people because they don't like that it's got like a strong female lead in it or whatever. But I think that Prey is an excellent movie. And I think that's the best thing they could have done for the Predator franchise to keep that going and it not to get absolutely awful. Um, So I love that. And then for something uh, just that I wish I would have never watched at all. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I watched a movie on Shudder the other day called One Bedroom. I watched this movie and it was so, so terrible. And I can't even explain. It wasn't terrible in a way that like, like sometimes you watch a movie and you like, you don't like it because the acting's real bad or something like that. Good actors, good like effects, good camera equipment, all that stuff. No problem with any of that. It was just the storyline. The storyline was so stupid and it was so bad and it was like so unrealistic because they tried to keep it in the realm of something as if it could actually happen and it just there's no way and I wish they would have added a paranormal element to it and it would have at least made it more bearable to me but that's so funny that you mentioned that because I'm pretty sure that we almost watched that the other day um is it spelled like one bdr yes yeah, we 100% almost watched that the other day. So now I'm glad that we didn't. Yeah, I don't watch it on that. Netflix also, or Hulu One. I can't remember, but we were just like surfing through trying to find something to watch, which is how we ended up on Nailed It. Vastly <laughs> <laughs> I mean, different, but. Yeah. So with that, we will get into our movie, what, our movie rewatch? <laughs> 
Yeah, because it's not, I mean, it's kind of a review, but also, like, this movie's from 2007, so. Right. So, Trick or Treat, as we said, was released in 2007. This is possibly the newest movie we've reviewed so far. Yeah, even though it's still relatively old, it's newer <laughs> newer <laughs> than what we usually do. Most of the movies we've been doing have been from, like, the 80s and 90s, specifically. Yeah, like, I really think... I really do think this is the newest movie up to this point that we've watched. (laughs) Well, what year did My Bloody Valentine come out, the remake? Oh, yeah. Okay. I forgot about that. Um, 2009. It's easy to forget. It's uh, it's terrible. (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Okay. So, as of right now, My Bloody Valentine is still the newest movie that we've done any kind of review on, but this one is the second newest because everything else is 20 years old or older that we've done. (laughs) It was also probably the worst. (laughs) Oh, yes, I agree. (laughs) I don't have a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff on this movie, and that's okay because I really just wanted to have, like, some fun with this episode, and we both really, really enjoyed this film. Pretty much what I have is that it was released in 2007, It was written and directed by Michael Duharty, and it was filmed in Vancouver, and uh, that's pretty much it. That's my behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, (laughs) Yep. It it, it didn't have a wide theater release. It was mostly released at film festivals and, like, you know, select theaters, and I guess that's probably why I don't have a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff on it. One other little cool tidbit, though, that I didn't actually write this down, but I did read about it when I was looking up stuff was that these, this uh, movie was originally supposed to have had comic books released um, every week of October leading up to the release of the film, and each comic would have been one of the stories that's in the movie. But where the filming got delayed, they didn't end up getting to do that, and instead they ended up releasing all the comics as, as a graphic novel at one time. Which I think is really cool. And that also makes sense with the kind of... Because the, the opening of the movie and the ending of the movie are like comic panels. Yeah, that is really cool. I didn't know that uh, they'd done that. Now I'm going to have to look it up and see if that's available anywhere. I bet it's outrageous expensive. Oh my god, I bet it is too. Because despite the fact that this movie was a low release it has like a huge cult following this is a a movie that people have tattoos of characters from this film (laughs) in case you guys didn't know if you've ever seen the little sam trick-or-treater this movie is where he comes from yes the little the little guy in the orange footy pajamas with the sack over his head and the little um jack lantern sucker with the bot out of it because yeah. his merch is everywhere. It is, which is just astounding. And I, But I love him. I love him so much. He is the cutest little thing. He absolutely is. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Because after he gets demasked or whatever, I still think he's very cute. Oh my god, me too! <laughs> he had a, uh, well, well, I'll save that. I'll save it. Okay. Um, okay, so we're going to get right into it, guys. Uh, so the synopsis for this movie reads... Interwoven stories demonstrate that some traditions are best not forgotten as the residents of a small town face real ghosts and goblins on Halloween. Tales of terror reveal the consequences of extinguishing a jack-o'-lantern before midnight and a grumpy hermit's encounter with a sinister trick-or-treater. So, had you ever heard that uh, folklore about not putting out your jack-o'-lantern before midnight? I hadn't, but as we talk about this first scene, I just want to talk about how ridiculous I felt like this couple was because like, why would you, why would you take down your decorations or extinguish your jack-o'-lantern on Halloween? Yeah, I definitely, I agree because once you get past this really cool little like old timey Halloween safety video that it shows and then the little like comic book opening, there's a, a couple who's just, they're walking up the sidewalk and they're arguing with each other and the the man is dressed like a robot and I think the woman was what, a nurse? I think the woman was the robot and the man was was what was he i thought he was the robot because he still has that neck piece from it on later maybe i do feel like she was dressed like a doctor or a nurse or something like that i thought she had scrubs on 
You might be right. I don't remember. <laughs> so you get up on this couple who's dressed up for Halloween and they're arguing because the wife wants to go ahead and like take down all the Halloween decorations and blow out the jack-o'-lantern. And the husband is like, you know, that's bad luck to blow out a jack-o'-lantern on Halloween before midnight. And she's like, I've never heard of that. Whatever. She like offers to go ahead and take it down because she wants to get it taken down. And like, why are you in such a hurry? Like, it's literally Halloween night. There are trick-or-treaters all over the street as they're talking about this. And she's like, I need this stuff down. And I mean, she's like going on about how much she hates Halloween. And I'm like, then why did you go out, like, go so hard decorating your house? Yeah, that's what I said. Because their yard is absolutely full of very elaborate decorations and I know, like, she's saying something about how, like, some of her family is going to be there to visit them the following day or something along those lines. And it's just kind of dumb. And also, I don't know, like, she's complaining about them having had a bad night or something like that. And I'm like, why is that? I Like, that's not the thing I would want to do to calm down from having a bad night is take my Halloween decorations down. I did find it kind of interesting that when the the man is trying to tell her, like, not to uh, blow out the jack-o'-lantern, and he says that it's a rule and that if she does it, it might upset someone. I'm like, does he know? Or, like, what is he talking? Why would he say it might upset someone? Like, who's he talking about? (laughs) Either he knew about Sam or he's, like, thinking it's going to, I don't know, offend the (laughs) trick-or-treaters. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. So she decides that she's going to take him down herself because she's like, my husband's too stupid. He's not going to do it. And uh, (laughs) he like offers to do it in the morning or whatever. She's like, no, you'll be tired. And I want him down now. Like, she's just like being a um, huge Karen. Then she's like, go on in and put on the tape. And he's like, (laughs) ooh. And I'm like, I know what this is. And I was like, though, the tape, like, the you have one, you only have one tape that you, and, and like, why do you need it all the, do you need it all the time? Like, is that the only way that anything can happen? Like, <laughs> who only I was has watching one? this with my boyfriend and he's like, who only has one? <laughs> Bunch of prudes. He's like, maybe they're watching a nature documentary. Well, clearly that is not what it is. <laughs> well, I mean, it, <laughs> I just thought it was so funny, though, that, that she's like, the tape, like, because the like, tape, the only tape. Well, I mean, most people don't. If you're going to have one, you should have more. Right. And also, do you, you like watch the same one over and over. You're like, I mean, I don't know. I realize, you know, what's going to happen in those kind of movies anyway. But still, I just feel like that would get boring. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> so the husband goes inside and she's like out there taking down decorations and stuff and, and she's like yeah you know just care and stuff and um she notices that someone's like watching her from across the street and they make it real like menacing and it's like this uh man in this white mask and a hoodie and they just kind of stare at each other for a little while then somebody pulls up and picks him up. So that guy had nothing to do with anything. He was just there for like creeps. Yeah. To throw you off. Take away from the actual uh, scary guy. Yeah. The decorations are sheets, right? Like they're like these weird sheets that are tied onto these crosses to look like ghosts. To look like little ghosts, I guess. Yeah. And she's like, and she's got like these like limbs hanging from the trees. Yeah like arms and legs and stuff and she like high fives one of the arms (laughs) and then she's like taking all the sheets down off of the uh ghost and it turns out she ends up getting attacked by something in the box right like it doesn't it pop out of the box yeah it's like underneath the sheet like inside of whatever it was that the sheet was on okay and uh, she gets, like, brutally attacked, and she gets stabbed in the throat. With that sucker. <laughs> With that sucker, yeah. And then it cuts and shows her husband upstairs watching porn, and she hears the screaming and just turns it up. And then uh, once the static comes on on the TV, because he's fell asleep now, he, like, wakes up and goes downstairs to see 
where she is. Yeah, and he's like looking outside and he's like calling her name and stuff. And this next part I wanna like I wanna say something about because it happens again later in the movie and I just think it's hilarious, like some of the acting in this movie. But one of the uh he's looking around at the yard and stuff and one of the ghosts lights up, like the light comes on underneath the ghost, which again is very elaborate decorations for people who hate halloween yeah like it's very fancy decorations and he goes over there and he pulls the sheet off of ghost and it's his wife's decapitated head on top of that cross and she's got that sucker shoved in her mouth yes yeah i did not remember that scene being so brutal but there it was (laughs) but the acting here is terrible because like he just found his wife decapitated with something shoved in her mouth like so gross like it was like honestly probably like broke her jaw yeah like it was it just looked really grotesque and he just goes ah <laughs> 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 like i'm not even i'm barely exaggerating <laughs> does it show what happens to him or does it just cut there i think it just cuts i don't did does anything happen to him I don't think so. I think it was just her because she was the one who broke the rule. And then that that's actually, after that part, that's when you see that really cool comic book intro with the credits and stuff. As soon as the credits are over, it cuts to, like, this kid dragging a dirty pillowcase that's full of candy. But, like, that's so gross. It doesn't look gross at first, like, when you first see him. But, like, as he's dragging it across the ground and the scene goes on, it just gets muddier and muddier and muddier. Yeah. (laughs) So then it shows, uh, oh, this is earlier in the night, by the way. That's important. Like, it'll, all throughout the movie, it's like, earlier, earlier, later, earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know something else that's funny, too? Uh, This movie takes place in Ohio, and uh, the faculty took place in Ohio. So both of our movies that we did this month are in Ohio. You know why? I'm sorry, guys, but like full offense to anyone who lives in Ohio. Um, Ohio sucks. I hate Ohio. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I agree with you. I get like some very awful if feelings. If you love it, that is fantastic for you. But it is like just the worst place I've ever traveled to in my life. Thought I was going to die the last time that I went there. Those people are not afraid of death. Yes, that's been my experience as well. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I'm thinking they're at like, like a spirit Halloween or just some kind of like costume store or something like that. This uh, group of teenagers. Yeah, and there's like this awesome, awesome Halloween festival going on throughout the movie. Like you'll see characters from different stories. And I think, I can't remember if it's those girls or, but at some point during all of this, you do see that couple from the beginning of the movie at this festival. Yeah, because spoiler alert, guys, but like all of these characters are kind of like intertwined with each other. Yeah. It's in like such little ways, but yeah, you see, it's it's really cool. I think it the, all ends up connecting in the end. Yeah, I think the writer of this movie did such an excellent job. So these girls are in this costume store or whatever it is, and they're like in the dressing rooms and they're trying on these different outfits. And there's like this kid who's kind of like peeping and watching them, and you can hear him talking about that one being a virgin. This other one's talking about, I think she said something along the lines of, and it makes a lot of sense later in the movie, Mm -hmm. but she says something like, oh, the last one I was with was a girl, but they all taste the same to me in the end. Yeah. (laughs) And then this woman yells at them and she's like, there's children out here. And I'm like, why aren't you keeping your kid from peeping at these people instead of being mad that like they're talking to each other? (laughs) I meant to get your eight-year-old to stop being a pervert, lady exactly but they're all dressed like i mean i guess technically they're all dressed like fairy tale princesses with the exception of one of them and she's dressed like little red riding hood yeah um and it just shows them for a few minutes and then it cut to this kid and uh, it's this little chunky kid and i'm pretty sure he played in um bad santa if any of you guys have ever seen that movie (laughs) that's Um, the kid with the dirty pillowcase yeah, it's a little gross kid. He's a little chunky kid with like a fro. And he's uh, walking down the street, knocking over jack-o'-lanterns and smash them on the ground. Yeah. You know, for no reason. And he goes up to this house 
and he goes up on the porch and it's got like um the little candy bowl or whatever sat out please take one or whatever like there's nobody there like giving it out being the little punk that he is he like decides to try to pour it all in his gross little pillowcase and by the way he's like not even dressed up he's just like in street clothes his shirt says this is my halloween costume oh he's one of those i didn't even i didn't even catch that he's a little edgelord well i hate him and he kind of deserved what he's what he's getting (laughs) well i hate him (laughs) so the man who uh, lives in the house ends up walking up on him he was like out somewhere he's very creepy i will say that he's a very super creepy he's like got like a comb over and he's like wearing glasses and he walks up and he uh i want to say that kid's name is like billy or something like that it's not important for very long so (laughs) no um but that man already knows who he is and he's like billy all that candy can't be good for your diabetes yeah (laughs) And he starts telling them, like, the history of Halloween and stuff like that and, like, why people wear costumes and stuff. He's he's very well educated about Halloween. Yeah, and he, like, gets that kid to sit down with him and he's like, oh, well, sit down and talk with me for a little while. I'll give you all the candy you want or whatever. And that's concerning in and of itself. Yeah. But he's, like, telling about, like, the rules of Halloween, right? And saying how you need to be respectful for showing respect to the dead and stuff like that. And then uh, the kid starts coughing. Oh, this guy is also, this creepy guy is also viciously carving a pumpkin while while this kid is sitting there next to him. Terribly carving a pumpkin, by the way. Like, that is, like, the worst jack-o'-lantern face I've ever seen. <laughs> he didn't even give it a nose. He Like, it's eyes are crooked. He did so bad. He but really did. <laughs> <laughs> um, So the kid starts coughing, and he's like, oh, another rule is always check your candy. And the kid just starts violently puking up blood and chocolate. Tons of it, just everywhere. Then suddenly, like, falls over, like, in that guy's lap. He's assumably dead. Yeah. So that man's like, oh, crap, what do I do now? And he, like, doesn't even, like, seem to care. Like, he's obviously done this before. Yeah. Um, He just drags the kid's body in his house. And more blood, like, spews out on him and goes down the side of his shirt. (laughs) And then he gets a knock at his door, and it turns out it's a bunch of trick-or-treaters. You find out here that this man is actually the school principal. Uh, Mr. Wilkins. Mr. Wilkins, the school principal. Yeah. And the kids are like, cool Halloween costume, Mr. Wilkins. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because he's just like covered in blood, but it's actually like the blood of, I was going to say the innocent, but like that kid sucked. (laughs) (laughs) One of the kids ends up asking him to take, if they can take one of his jack-o'-lanterns or take the jack, that awful jack-o'-lantern that he carved. And he's like, you're not going to smash it, are you? And they're like, no. And he's like, okay. And he gives it to him. That also comes into play later on. As the kids are walking away, this is where you, uh, you see Sam because he just kind of pops up all over the place. He's with the group of kids. He grabs one of those candy bars, like, just, he just grabs it and, like, looks at him for a minute, and then he just runs away. Like, he just, like, he's all over the place. I love him. Mr. Wilkins ends up dragging Billy's body into the backyard, and he's, like, getting ready to bury him in what looks to be an already dug grave with another body in it. Yeah. So, I'm wondering, like, who else Mr. Wilkins killed tonight? Oh, well, the, the, there's another kid in there. Um, His son comes home, whatever. He, like, is up on the second floor for some reason already. He yells out the window at his dad, and he's like, Dad, come help me carve my pumpkin. I'm home from trick-or-treating. He's like, can I go to the parade with you later? And, like, in my mind, like, it's already dark right now, and there's trick-or-treaters out. Like, how late are y'all doing Halloween stuff in this town? Like, I'm here for it. I do think it seems like it, this is a place where it goes, like, all night. But, you know, also, by that time of year, by actual Halloween, like, the time change and everything has happened. So, like, it gets dark at, like, five. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's true. So, he's like, oh, hey, son, 
get out of here. I'm doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be in, in a minute. He tells him to go watch Charlie Brown. At this point, uh, the neighbor's dog comes through a hole in the fence and starts viciously barking at Mr. Wilkins. And Mr. Wilkins pulls a finger off of the body that's in the hole and like gives it to the dog so the dog will leave him alone you find out uh the neighbor who owns the dog his name is mr krieg and he starts threatening to shoot someone because he hears noises you know like he's walking out in his yard to see what the dog's barking at and all that and he's like saying he's an nra member and a bunch of things like that and that's when you see the other body in the in that grave is trying to like it like woke up and it's another kid and they're obviously dressed like a clown because you see their hand come out trying to get you know trying to get out of that bag or whatever and mr wilkins just starts like smacking it with a shovel and he tells mr creek that the because mr creek's like what's that terrible smell and he's like uh trouble with my septic system (laughs) and then he tells mr wilkins to get his kid out of his yard and you know already that wilkins's kid is upstairs in his bedroom so it's like what is he talking about? And that's kind of the look that Wilkins gives him. It's like, okay, you know, like. Yeah, so then he ends up uh, re-killing the other kid. He, like, buries them or whatever, and he walks back in his house. It it sets it up to make you think that he's going to kill his son next. This guy's obviously very demented and agitated, and he's, like, kind of, like, making fun of his kid. And he's like, come carve a pumpkin with me dad go to the parade with me dad dad i wish mom was still alive yeah so he's like sure we'll carve a pumpkin just go down in the basement and then you see on the wall of the basement too like all these masks from i'm assuming other victims right like other trick-or-treaters he's killed i'm gonna assume so because uh, he's obviously done this before and the kid is obviously used to it because in this next scene, one of the things he specifically says when he's trying to get his dad to come carve a thing with him is, uh, I need help with the eyes. Yeah, I always and, need help uh, with the eyes. And then they get down there and his dad pulls out this big knife and he makes this motion that you think he's like stabbing his kid because yeah. it's like bloodied up and stuff and then it shows the kid and the kid's fine and he's like i need help with the eyes dad and it pans around and they have decapitated little fat billy kid i'm I'm just calling him billy because i can't remember what his actual name is anyway this kid's head is like on a plate and they're like getting ready to carve his actual head which i'm also kind of like what exactly are they doing though because he already has a face like I don't know, are they just going to remove the parts and put something else on it? Like pull a Mr. Potato Head with the different kids' features? Well, you know something weird, though, that I noticed when I was watching this was on the door of the house, on the window, there's like these um, construction paper cutout pumpkins and on them, instead of having actual, like, jack-o'-lantern features drawn on them, they have magazine cutouts of, like, human eyes and mouths glued to them. Ew. Yeah, so I'm like, I guess that's just because that little kid doesn't understand what an actual jack-o'-lantern is. No, it's really messed up. Yeah. So then after that, it uh, pans back to your group of trick-or-treaters. So you realize that your uh, group of trick-or-treaters is essentially a bunch of little teens or preteens. Like, they're still pretty young, but they're definitely, like, maybe 12, 13 years old. They're collecting jack-o'-lanterns. You don't know what for yet. And uh, they come across this girl's house. It's like, weird girl. Oh, wait. Before they, before they get there, they go to this woman's house, and she's dressed like a sexy cat. And there's oh, some, yeah, oh my god and there's some kind of a weird like i guess like sex party happening in her house and uh that one kid looks past her and kind of sees what's going on and it scares him and he's like like when they leave after they get their candy and their jack-o'-lantern from this woman that one kid is like i think that i saw the coach doing something to a pig <laughs> oh my god and the other kid is like let just stop it don't talk about it i don't want to know yeah this woman is like oh you like my costume rare and like so so gross it's so weird you know she also she plays in that show dead like me 
And uh, so does the little girl, that the trick-or-treater that is the angel. She also plays in Dead Like Me. So that was another weird tie that this movie had to the faculty. Wow, so they all got, like, horror backgrounds already. Yeah. Okay, so they come up on this girl's house. I can't remember what her name is. Do you? Uh, Rhonda. Rhonda. So she's, like, the little weird kid. And they come up on her house. And the angel, who is uh, also just the the worst the worst i hate her she like tells the boy to go up and talk to her and like try to get her to come with them or whatever to do whatever they're doing he goes up to her she's like dressed like a little witch and she's like standing out in her yard for some reason he's like oh uh did you carve all these pumpkins (laughs) she's got like a hundred jack-o'-lanterns in her yard yeah And, like, for some reason, those kids think that's really weird that she has all... But I'm like, it's Halloween. Why would it... Why would you think it was weird? I mean, like, I don't know. I I think it's weird that they're collecting jack-o'-lanterns. Right? But, like, like, I wouldn't find it weird anytime if somebody just had a bunch of pumpkins around their house because I like that kind of stuff. But, like, at Halloween, it's totally acceptable to have 100 jack-o'-lanterns around your house. Yeah, I mean, if there's a time to have it... I mean, wow. no, I typically just do, like, one or two, like, actual jack-o'-lanterns, like, real ones, but... The only thing that limits me is finances. Like, I would buy, like, $300 worth of pumpkins and carve them all if I could. <laughs> pumpkins are a little pricey. To get, like, a big good one, it's, like, 6 or $7. Right. So, normally, I just have, like, two. Sometimes yeah. four. But... <laughs> Sometimes four. <laughs> Rhonda also tells him that she made her own costume as well and i'm just super impressed by this kid i know these other kids are just they they think she's weird and they're being rude and mean and whatever but you know like i would i was that i was her when i was a child so of course i'm gonna like relate to this poor kid well she doesn't she's obviously very artsy but she's just like super like socially inept obviously yeah she doesn't deserve them picking on her and stuff though. no so she ends up uh, going with them, and then it cuts to that big street Halloween party, I guess, like, the quote-unquote parade. And uh, there's this man and woman, like, in a back alleyway, and they're, like, making out. Mm-hmm. The man, like, starts kissing the woman's neck, and he's, like, wearing this, like, mask. He, like, bots her. Yeah, and she doesn't feel it at first for some reason, but she's covered in blood. <laughs> She's, like, bleeding out, essentially. It leads you to believe that this man is a vampire. Yeah. Because, like, it shows his teeth and stuff, and then she runs away, and she, like, runs out into the crowd, and it's like nobody's paying attention to her because it's Halloween. And this is where you see the beginning couple. Yeah. Because uh, she runs up to them, begging them for help, and that guy's like, oh, she's just drunk, honey. Let's walk away. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, really? Why is that your... What is wrong with these people? So uh, the vampire man comes back. He ends up taking her. And it doesn't show how he does it, but he kills her. Yeah. Then he, like, sets up her body with a bunch of sleeping hobos. Yeah, and just leaves her there. (laughs) Yeah. Nothing to see here, folks. Right. And then it cuts back to your little group of trick-or-treaters. Rhonda is explaining what Salween is to the other trick-or-treaters. And that one little kid just seems so weirded out by it. But again, I'm like, why are you weirded out by it? She's literally just telling you the, the history of Halloween. Like, it's not weird. <laughs> They're just all being, like, super mean and rude to her. They've uh, come up on this, this cliffside. And the little angel starts telling the story of the Halloween school bus massacre, which um, essentially was that there were eight presumably handicapped children that went to like a special school that rode the school bus and their parents basically paid the bus driver to kill them all. Yeah, on Halloween. Because they on halloween because they didn't want to deal with them anymore so all these kids on this bus are all like dressed up in these masks and things like that and they've got them all like chained down the bus driver like goes over to where like the cliff is and he stops the bus and there's like there's one kid on the bus like who's dressed like a vampire and he 
has been counted like it's like he counts you know like he knows where his house is at and he's counting the houses until they get to his house and when they get to that that cliffside he's like he's like you went the wrong way you're going the wrong way and he just keeps like repeating it and I it made me feel so bad I feel so bad for that kid I know it made me so sad I knew that kid was going to be the one that broke out too yeah but, um, so the bus driver's like going back through there and he's giving each kid one piece of candy I don't know like why exactly so the little vampire kid gets loose he like basically like breaks his hands to get him out of these cuffs because he's freaking out so hard one of the other kids trips the bus driver yeah. and that kid goes up there and he's just like flipping out and he's like home 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 he gets in the driver's seat and he obviously has no idea how to drive so he ends up just driving that bus straight off the cliff killed them all like into a ravine is what it was at the time right and it kills all the kids but the bus driver the the girl says that he just disappeared and nobody knew what happened to him so the whole thing with the collecting of the jack-o'-lanterns is it's supposed to be like you offer one jack-o'-lantern for each of the eight victims yeah like i guess you just like throw them into the ravine right and it's supposed to be like an offering to the lost soul or whatever uh there's like a little elevator and it goes from the side of the cliff down into the ravine which is now essentially dried up Mm -hmm. Uh, so they take turns riding the little elevator down there because there's like not enough room for all of them at once they send Rhonda and that little kid that was dressed like a pirate the one that she was telling about the history of Halloween to they make them go down by themselves last she's explaining to him about how the jack-o'-lantern's light will keep you safe and all of that kind of stuff that like it offers protection or whatever that's when like as the elevator's going down, they hear the other kids, like, screaming. Yeah, so they get down there, and they hear all the screaming, and they see what they think are, like, these dead school children attacking <laughs> the other kids, which you don't see the other kids. Yeah, and you can see that bus, like, sticking up out of the water, or what used to be the water. So Yeah, you know- so that bus is actually there. Yeah, like, you know that that story is actually a thing that happened. It's not just something that that kid made up. So they start coming after them. They they attack and eat the little pirate kid. They're coming after that girl. And she's, like, absolutely just freaking out, like, hyperventilating, having a panic attack. She is trying to get back in that little elevator, and the elevator is locked, I think, isn't it? Yeah. She ends up slipping off the the edge of the like where the water's at when she you know because she can't get in the elevator she can't get away and she ends up like hitting her head on a rock and so this is when you find out that those kids are just being pieces of poop and (laughs) they're trying to prank her so they all take off their masks and they're like oh no like she actually got hurt and she starts crying into the chest of that like oldest boy and like she's just freaking out and that girl that's dressed like an angel gets like really mad about it and she goes over to the uh, water's edge and kicks the last lit jack-o'-lantern into the water one of the other kids says something to her about it and she's like it doesn't matter it's all over now anyway and it's like you just messed up (laughs) because i think that the one of the primary things in this movie is that you do not put out the jack-o'-lanterns you do not mess with the jack-o'-lanterns on Halloween. But she puts that out. Those dead kids start, like, rising up out of the water. Yeah. Immediately, they start attacking the those kids. And Rhonda g- runs and gets on the elevator and, you know, with the remainder of the, the pumpkins. And so there is a couple of lit jack-o'-lanterns in the elevator with her still and, like, those kids are over there coming to the door now wanting her help, wanting her to save them. And she's basically just like, nah. <laughs> she's like, nope. And I got so much satisfaction out of that. And I was like, yeah, suck it, losers. And uh, she just goes up and basically watches them get eaten by these zombie Halloween children or whatever. I mean, like, how satisfying. Yeah, like, how satisfying as a kid, the people who treated you badly, like your bullies, how satisfying would it have been to get revenge on them like that when you were a kid? Like, I just feel like that was kind of that, just living out that fantasy. <laughs> that was just some, like, just very good, satisfying, immediate karma. 
Yes. When Rhonda gets off the elevator, there's like this old, like broken, looks like a drain pipe kind of thing. And Sam is standing there in it with his little bag of candy and he's just watching her. And I feel like he's just giving her this look like he just approves of what she did. <laughs> he's like, yeah, because yeah, okay. again, Sam's just kind of everywhere all the time. Yeah. So um, we haven't really mentioned them much, but there is another group of people, the group of girls that were costume shopping at the beginning of the movie. They kind of showed up here and there throughout the movie. But not really anything worth talking about. So that's why we kind of saved it. Like a lot of their storyline was made to mislead you about what they were doing. And that's kind of why like every time it cuts to them, it's basically just them partying with people, them flirting with guys, them giving uh, the one that's dressed like Red a hard time because she's a virgin. Like it's just that kind of stuff that I feel like it's cool once you find out what's happening but like until you know what's happening you don't really care about their storyline all that much yeah and this is one of those movies like I feel like I want to rewatch because I'll go ahead and say that their storyline was my favorite yeah and I'm really annoyed with myself for not paying any attention throughout but again like once they said they set it up the way that that wouldn't be interesting and it would just completely throw you for what's actually going on with them right so it ends up showing the little red riding hood girl the little virgin yeah is on her way walking through the woods to this bonfire party essentially all the other girls are already there at that party just like waiting on her like they left they left her to for her to find a date basically or that's what it seems like <laughs> so she ends up seeing that vampire guy in the middle of the woods yeah and he like attacks her and she screams and it cuts to the bonfire and this is a, another part where i was like well at first i thought it was just terrible acting but then i was like maybe she's not worried about her because she knows like what she is and she's not in any real danger yeah but her sister just it cuts to that bonfire and a body like falls out of the trees that's wrapped up in that little red rotting hood get up she just goes glory <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I was like, way to care, man. And uh, they go up on it and they like pull the hood down or whatever. And it turns out it's that man. And not only is it that man who is a fake vampire. Yeah, because they pull his it's teeth out. Principal. It's Mr. Wilkins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they pull his little teeth out and he's like, help me. And He's such a weasel. Yeah, I hate him. But then you find out that this, all these girls are actually like a cult. Yeah. And they're doing like a ritual because uh, Little Red wasn't actually like a virgin. She just hadn't killed anyone yet. They start transforming and stuff. And it turns out, if you guys hadn't guessed it yet dressed as little red riding hood she's a werewolf and they are like some of the coolest movie werewolves i've ever seen they start like freaking like like their backs are cracking and they're like peeling off their skin and they're just like really cool looking it's so satisfying because like that girl like crawls on top of that guy and she's like you're gonna be my first he's like what are you doing <laughs> and uh when they were in the woods he came up on her and said something like my what big teeth you have like you know making like a little red riding hood reference and that's what she says to him and then she eats him <laughs> yeah and like the way these these girls are like transforming they are like literally they're pulling their skin off like it's like they're wearing skin suits yeah it's terrifying and i loved it yeah, it was so cool. Um, and I actually, I really liked their final forms, too. Like, I thought they looked really cool. I was, I was very pleased with that. Yeah, it was uh, really good special effects. Like, they um, they made them, like, more, like, actual, like, stereotypical, like, werewolves, too. And I like that. Yeah. So, after their scene is over, you got your little comic book thing that says earlier, and it cuts back to Mr. Krieg's house. You see some kids, like, very cautiously approaching his front door, 
and the door opens slowly and then they're met with some like glowing eyes and uh, like growling and stuff so they run away but it turns out it's just his little dog in a costume yeah like he put little like glow-in-the-dark goggles on him and like a little t-shirt yeah that dog by the way i i think its name is spike but my captions on my TV, every time the guy yelled at him, it said spot. So I don't know. I mean, either one's fine, I guess. But the dog's name is possibly Spike, which would be just super common. Or its name might be Spot, which I think kind of makes sense for this character. <laughs> that would actually be funny if its name was Spot. Or he's just living out of Spot. <laughs> Right. And you see that, like, Mr. Krieg is burning pictures, and he has, like, this old decrepit, like, hoarder house, and he's flipping through the channels on his TV, and everything that's on is Halloween-related, and he hates it. He's just... He starts to eat a candy bar or something. Yeah. Someone throws an egg at his door and busts the window out, and then you see that Sam is, is watching him. I don't think you actually see Sam yet. I think it's from his point of view. He goes outside, and there's uh, jack-o'-lanterns all over his yard. Yeah, and uh, I'm guessing that's why he thought that Mr. Wilkins' kid was in his yard. Yeah, and he, he that's when he's like, Dale, you're getting to stay out of my yard. <laughs> yeah, it comes back to that scene where his dog runs out barking at Mr. Wilkins and he throws the finger and stuff and he even shows like from that side of the dog eating the finger and Yeah. Then Mr. Craig goes back inside and you hear someone like giggling upstairs in his house and when he goes to the stairs to you know he's got his shotgun out and he's saying his stuff about being an nra member and all that you see sam just like run very quickly through the hallway and the light busts when he does yeah so he uh his dog is still upstairs barking and he starts up the stairs and you hear the dog like whimper yeah he walks into his bedroom and you can see something moving underneath the blankets (laughs) (laughs) and uh i thought it was i still don't know what happened to the dog i don't think it ever showed it didn't which is good because i don't want to know i get extremely upset about things happening to animals and pets and movies i don't really care about the people (laughs) i yeah i feel that (laughs) but so i'm assuming it's like something gross with this dog and uh he like creeps up on it and he pulls the blanket back and it's a freaking like toy skeleton hand (laughs) wind up skeleton hand and i'm like where did that even come from and it's just like crawling on his back (laughs) so he looks over and there's a jack-o'-lantern in his room and it catches on fire that's an epic thing and then he starts looking around there's like words written in blood all over the walls i'm not sure what they said it's mostly, like, Halloween-related words. Like, it said, like, trick-or-treat and, like, beware and, like, a bunch of just, you know, that kind of stuff. But it mostly said trick-or-treat. So, he's, like, looking around and he's freaking out and seeing all this stuff. And then Sam reaches Ugh. out from underneath the bed and stabs him in the ankle. Yeah. You see that at this point, Sam is using a candy bar with a razor blade in it, which I think is hilarious. Because it's yeah. another another little play on like some halloween folklore (laughs) i think he like yells at him at this point and sam just like disappears Mm -hmm. and he like leaves the room or whatever and he falls going down the stairs and there's like gumballs or something all over the floor and razor blades and razor blades and he like cuts his hands all to pieces yeah and he's like trying to he's got like 50 locks on his door and he's trying to unlock all of his doors with his gross cut up hands with gumballs stuck in them or whatever and (laughs) (laughs) and he sees sam's little head peek out from like the top of his head and he like starts like alien crawling on the ceiling (laughs) and that's when you realize like this is not a human child (laughs) but he like is crawling upside down on the ceiling and he crawls over to mr creeks mr creek pulls off like he attacks him right like he jumps on him and he's like making all these funny noises he's like And uh, Mr. that's when Mr. Krieg pulls off Sam's mask. And you see that Sam is like some kind of a weird little pumpkin demon. But listen, like, he really, I don't know why, but like the animatronics for him really put me in mind of like Grogu. Yeah. Of like Baby Yoda. 
You know what it reminded me of was um it reminded me of the the baby that Chucky has like the like Chucky's child. It reminded yeah. Me of, yeah, it reminded me of that thing. <laughs> but he's like this weird like he's got like a jack-o'-lantern head but like his face kind of looks like a skeleton or something. But I don't know. I think he's really cute. I think so too. I was like that is the cutest little demon I've ever seen. At this point, Mr. Kreese makes it over to a window, and he's, like, knocking on it and begging Mr. Wilkins, who is now on his porch, for help, which I forgot to mention way earlier in the movie. They're, like, it shows that part at the beginning when it's showing Mr. Wilkins' story, and Mr. Wilkins just looks at him and says, screw you, and walks in his house. Yeah. Then Mr. Kreese ends up shooting Sam and yeah and it's hilarious he shoots him and then the sound effect for him goes, <laughs> <laughs> and he like just comically like slides across the floor like really fast and just thumps into the door it's just like Bew! yeah and then he thumps into the door <laughs> <laughs> and then he shoots him again sam's uh hand comes off and you see that he's made out of pumpkin and then I was like, oh, we're the same. <laughs> Literally, my boyfriend goes, ha pumpkin guts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that, I, I, we literally have a song about that. So I, I just thought that was so funny because, like, it reminded me of in, in our song Slime, it says, uh, when I cut myself, I don't even bleed. It's just some orange flesh and a couple of seeds. And I was like. That's a hundred percent what it was too. Yeah. So at this point, Mr. Creeks thinks that he has killed Sam. So he just leaves him laying in there in the floor and he goes over to his phone, which by the way is a very old like rotary phone. Yeah. And he's like dialing nine one 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 number per minute or something. <laughs> and um he finally gets a hold of him and he doesn't even like get anything out and his phone gets unplugged. Well, if they put him on hold at first, and I was like, oh, "What universe does nine one one put you oh, on please. hold?" It says nine one one, please hold. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Like, what is the purpose of nine one one if they're gonna put you on hold? Right. Sam's hand is like crawling around on its own because it unplugs his phone. But I wrote, "He stabs him." I don't know what that means. Did Mr. Krieg stab Sam or did Sam stab Mr. Krieg? Sam stabbed Mr. Krieg because I think his uh, hand came back to him and like reattached itself. Okay. I was so confused because it just, that's literally, I wrote, he stabs him. And I was like, I don't know who stabbed who. I'm not sure. I wrote that Sam breaks his arm first. Okay. Like breaks the old man's arm. Right. So he like knocks him down and he goes to stab him with his um little sucker and he ends up stabbing that candy bar yeah. that Mr. Kriegs was like eating earlier when he's watching TV. So he stabs his little sucker into the candy bar. Yeah. And he's like, hmm, candy. Yeah, he's like, he's like that's- Well, that's it. That's all I need. He puts his mask back on and he he eats that little he eats his little treat and he leaves with his little uh little broken sucker then at that point <laughs> i feel like the way to get rid of sam is you just have to follow like halloween tradition and he's good to go just give him a piece of candy <laughs> yep, that's all he wants he just wants you to you know just follow traditions it like cuts over and it's like showing what the old man was burning and this is where you find out that mr kriegs was the bus driver yes which i was like wow what a reveal i didn't see that coming the way that everything in this movie like intertwines with each other like i love stuff like that when everything comes together in the end and you're just like (gasps) yeah yeah well, then it shows, like, Mr. Krieg is all bandaged up now. Like, he's got his arm, he put his arm in a sling, and he wrapped bandages around his head and his hands and stuff. So, these kids show up at his door, like, trick-or-treating, and he he gives them all candy, and it's all a bunch of, like, hard candy, like, peppermint candy and stuff. And I'm like, you know that was just his own personal stash. Like, that's just old man candy. <laughs> yeah, and he had it, like, in his sling. Yeah, it goes back to show that everything was connected from like that very first scene in the movie as it it, like goes across the street 
you see that uh, the first couple from the movie, the robot, they live right across the road from Mr. Krieg. You see the car filled with the werewolves drive up and they have to stop suddenly because Rhonda is walking across the street with all of her jack-o'-lanterns. And then they continue on their way. And I was just like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like every bit of it was right there in that one neighborhood. Yeah, like everything was just uh, essentially happening all at the same time. Yeah. And that's why, like, Sam just went directly across the road when he got done with Mr. Krieg and just went over there. Yeah, like, that's why he was there. Yeah. Then, you know, you're thinking, like, okay, I guess, like, Mr. Krieg learned his lesson, and now he knows that he needs to treat Halloween with respect and whatever. But then those zombie kids show up at Mr. Krieg's door, and it cuts into, like, the comic book view, and you know that the zombie kids got their revenge on him, and uh, that's the end of the movie. Yeah, that's the whole thing. I don't know. I love the way that they wrapped it up. I just, like, I love that movie. I thought it was so good. It's such a, like, I want to say, like, feel-good Halloween movie. I don't know if it's really... I'm not going to put it on par with, like, a Disney Halloween movie, but you get, you catch my drift. Like, it's not... It's creepy enough to keep you in that spooky mood. Yeah, but it's but- not, like... So it's not like scary. Yeah, and it's not so gross that you can't stand it. It's like a step above like goosebumps or something like that. Yeah. It's really good. I I really I like it a whole lot. And and also the thing with this movie and what makes it such a perfect lead into our entire month devoted to Halloween is That this movie has everything in it that we're going to be covering throughout the month. It's got someone dressed like a witch in it, which we're going to cover witches. It's got uh, werewolves in it, and we're going to cover werewolves. And it's got loads of information about the history of Halloween, and we are also going to be covering that. So, you know, it just kind of ties... It Not only does the movie tie all of its stories together, but it also ties into everything that we're covering this month. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's really cool. I do. I do really love that movie, though. Like, what? Uh, I honestly, I want, I do like to watch this movie um, annually. So, like, I definitely, I give this movie all the stars. I give it, like, a 10 out of 5. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll give it a uh, 5 out of 5 as well. Because like, I'm not going to say it's the first time I've watched it. I'm pretty sure I've watched it before. But I remember literally nothing about it. So it's new to me again. I would definitely, I will definitely be rewatching this movie because I feel like it's one of those that you could definitely watch a few times. I keep wanting to call it cute and stuff like that. I don't guess it's necessarily cute. It was cute to me. <laughs> it was cute to me too. <laughs> I don't know if it was supposed to be, but it was. <laughs> I don't think it was meant to be cute necessarily, but it is labeled as a horror comedy. And I, I do definitely get that as well. Um, but yeah, I love that movie. It's so good. And also, that's kind of a di- something different for me in these movies that we watch. Usually, I have a lot of complaints and stuff, and I don't have any about this film. That would be fair you did pick this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know, but yeah. I, I, I think I also picked Final, Fan- or Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Final Fantasy. No, not that. I picked Final Destination, and I still had complaints about it. But to be fair, I also don't have any complaints about this one. You know, typically in these movies, the story's trash. But I feel like they did a very good job with their storyline. Like, they knew what they were going for, and they accomplished it really well. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely did. I think they did so good. So, with that... I guess that's going to bring this episode to its close. And also, I was just going to mention, like, October is absolutely filled with paranormal-related holidays and stuff like that. Because, of course, it is. Right. So, like, if you want to keep up with that sort of stuff with us, just follow us on our social medias because... Just trying to even list off what all is coming up this this upcoming week is just ridiculous. So just follow follow our social media accounts. I'll post that kind of stuff on there. I'll I'll mention things like if we have an episode coming out on the same day as as like a special holiday or something. But I'm not even going to attempt it. So 
<laughs> but to keep up with uh you know on social media you can find us on instagram at the midnight moth podcast you can find us on facebook at the midnight moth podcast you can find us on twitter at midnight moth pod and if you have any stories or anything like that that you want to share with us if you'd like to let us know your feelings and views on this film or any other topic you can send that stuff to the midnight moth podcast at gmail.com and you can also reach out to Molly on her personal Instagram. Yeah, you guys can find me on, uh, under TMM underscore co-ghost. And as always, I love to hear from you guys. I love to get your feedback and just have conversations with you. I love any time that I get any of your messages. So always feel free to reach out to me because my inbox is always open. All right, guys. But as always, we appreciate all of our mothlings. We thank you so much for listening. And we hope that you come back next week and every other week and celebrate Halloween with us. And don't forget, we do want to hear about anything that you're doing to celebrate the special day and anything you want to, you know, any decorations you want to share with us, any costumes, anything like that. Please feel free to do that as well. And we will see you right back here next week with a brand new episode. And we actually have bonus episodes coming out during October. So we're going to see you on Tuesday at midnight. And we will also see you on our regularly scheduled Friday at midnight as well. Just keep a lookout for that stuff. And until then, we'll keep the lantern burning for you.